Welcome to Our Imperfect Life, the podcast addressing the unscripted reality of daily life. Now, here are your hosts, Rob and Patricia. Number 50. Well, hello again. My name is Rob. And I'm Patricia. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Our Imperfect Life. With friends. And our trip through the Black Book of Friends continues with Chris Scott this time around, Patricia. Yes, change coach Chris Scott. I met Chris through Amy Johnson's um, change coach training. And when I first met Chris through virtual, of course, um, I just saw something in him that made me know he was safe and he was calm, cool, collected. And I love his story because he didn't always feel that way. Okay, so with that being said, let's get right to it with Chris Scott. Well, here we are on another episode of our Imperfect Life podcast with our guest today, Chris Scott. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Absolutely. Very excited to have you here with us. So tell us about yourself, Chris. What's your title now? And how did thing, how were things looking in the past? And just bring us through everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm a certified change coach now. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of arrived through a, I guess there's no traditional path, is there, <laughs> to arrive to becoming a coach. Um, but yeah, my my past was, I guess I was, I was struggling with a lot of, lot of stress and anxiety um trying really really hard to sort of do as well as I could in life through you know effort and willpower and trying this and that and I was fortunate enough to sort of come across a coach who shares the understanding that you know we coach about we coach now and um that was kind of where I got the first taste of like oh this is actually making a real big difference in my life and that was when I got the the inspiration to think maybe I could do this you know and help other people so what stood out with that coach that that brought you to that point I think before like I tried sort of I'd had like CBT like a little bit of counseling um which kind of worked short term and then I kind of found myself like falling back into my sort of stress and anxiety so I think what what struck me about the coach was the fact that he was telling me a completely different message to what I'd been sort of taught elsewhere I was taught that you know stress was something that I don't know I guess you could think of it as kind of like germ theory so stress is out there you know these scary things in the world it could be your job your boss I don't know the fact that it's Monday or (laughs) you know, the weather, I don't know, it could be anything, right? You know, so before it was kind of like, right, so how do I manage these stresses? Like, how do I manage the stress in the workplace? How do I manage, you know, the stress driving around the city? And, you know, I found it impossible to to manage it. Um, and, you know, I think as soon as I got to a stage where I was feeling better, you know, something would happen, <laughs> life would happen. <laughs> And, you know, eventually I found out, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't control outside circumstances. So yeah, when I, when I met, you know, the coach, he kind of, he kind of kept saying to me, I mean, it was a few years ago now, so a little hazy, but kind of along the lines of, you know, your experience is coming purely from the inside out. And, you know, obviously he, he had, you know, his, his ways of, of, you know, skillfully teaching me, you know, it's very foreign to what I, to what, to what I'd known and what I'd been taught. Um, so it took me a little while, but I, I think, you know, I, I heard the truth 
the truth in it straight away, like even on a level that I wasn't consciously aware of, you know, it just made a lot more sense because I just knew, you know, you can't control the world. <laughs> you know, if you, I, I, well, I couldn't anyway. And yeah, so that was the biggest thing, quite a big thing. <laughs> yeah, was, that's, that's huge and life altering, really, like to be able to say, I can't manage all that outside of me. And I've spent so much time with this insurmountable task, you know, and, and now yeah. it's like, no, just me. That's, that's what's amazing about this entire concept of once it's grasped prior to that, like you said, we think the world's out to get us. And ultimately it's just the way we're thinking is what causes all of that. You said the situation of where it was just difficult driving around town and, and stuff as simple as that. So can you give us like an example before you found this concept of like what would happen? Like, would, would you be upset? Would you pull over? For me, uh, I think I really just stuffed everything down. You know, I, I, I tried to sort of just do as best as I could to keep going. But, you know, eventually I'd sort of break down and I'd get ill or, you know, like, you know, I just I think, you know, eventually I just get down, you know, it just became harder and harder to motivate myself. I, I'd, I'd always just like struggle through really. Yeah, you know, th th there would be times where I'd be at work or, you know, I can't think of a specific situation, but, you know, panic attacks would happen or that sort of, you slowly like filling up your stress levels and then, you know, eventually, you know, it comes out in one way or the other. It could be like a losing, losing my temper or a panic attack or, you know, getting ill. Those are the, you know, the telltale signs that I was really revved up. Not that I knew that then, I, you know, I didn't really understand what was going on. But um, yeah, I guess things like that. Yeah. And so now I don't know for me, but I know I don't know if this is the same for you, but you catch yourself so much earlier, you know, where you, yeah, you yeah, just don't definitely. do that. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, I'm not perfect by any means. And, you know, there, there's times where, you know, I'll get slightly angry or, you know, Know, it's it's not about like the the trying to I'm trying you know what I've understood recently it's not about like trying to sort of live like a some kind of like Buddhist monk or something mm -hmm. and you know <laughs> I must behave like but the cool thing is that I'm seeing is like nothing's off the off the table so everything's okay which is incredibly freeing when you see that you know even if you know I do get angry or slightly frustrated it's it's just a a temporary reality it's just something that's just moves through and then it's like oh oh well that happened whereas in the past it would have been like oh god like you know i need to psychoanalyze this you know what does it mean about my childhood and you know all of these all of these things and yeah. you know yeah. two years later you haven't found an answer so <laughs> <laughs> yeah the dig i love that too like because we don't have to dig in the past at all you know just no. you know it is what no. it is and and, and that's like you just said, it, it may happen, but it's not long term like it used to be. Like, yeah, you're not, you're not yeah. angry for two, three days or whatever and not talking to someone or someone not talking to you. It, it, it's almost like uh, where they brought up the concept of like being like children, like children get mad at each other. And then before you know it, they're fine within like a half hour. Same same thing with this concept almost. Yeah. Uh, you still feel those emotions, but you have a, a better grasp of it based on what you've understood and therefore it doesn't last as long. So that's that's always helpful. Yeah, no, exactly. I think what I'm seeing for me is that I know like on an intellectual level that, you know, anything that, that comes is, is going to come and go, right? And also, I guess, through sort of I don't know, understanding some kind of deeper level which is always hard to um articulate but it's seeing that 
when when that you know when that does happen when I do get revved up that's when I really know like I need to get out of the way <laughs> which is like it's the opposite of everything we've been taught in life everything we've been conditioned is like if there's a problem you need to sort it out if you don't feel well you need to find a way to feel better <laughs> you know you can go on and on and on about kind of like willpower in your way to health or to success or to this or that or you know but really it's so much simpler than that it's just knowing that if I don't feel great it's probably not a great time to trust what's going through my mind Mm. um it's probably going to look really ominous and that's going to last forever which is an even better sign that it's it's something that's not to be trusted Mm. so yeah I, I think just like getting familiar with those feelings and just and just like you know waking up to the fact that oh I'm in a I'm in a low mood or you know it's like oh, it'll pass it's, it's no big deal I love that that's why I'm quiet because <laughs> I love that <laughs> just sitting with that and and I hope that you know everyone listening can he- hears that and if you have to rewind and and hear that again because that is just so big all right Chris so two things you said already are so big (laughs) (laughs) so big I think that's that's incredible so life now looks so much better than it had in the past and so how do like relationships look for you with friends and family and and things like that yeah I mean it's an interesting one for me because I had a lot of like sort of change, changing relationships over the last couple of years, which various reasons. But I think the the biggest thing in this understanding was really understanding that you know if I wanted to be happy in life, I needed to forgive and I needed to 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 move in that direction of forgiveness, loving kindness, and I I kind of wised up to that in the last year or so that you know I just I can't keep <laughs> holding on to negative stuff because it doesn't get me anywhere you know which which help help to free me up the funny thing about that is that not only does it help you free up in terms of you know you know you're not holding on to resentments but it opens up new opportunities and it opens up your kind of mental bandwidth to to be able to meet people or to you know network or um, just be yourself more not worry so much because you know when you when you forgive it's it's like I don't know. It's like you, you've been holding on to something for so long. And then once you've forgiven, you've forgotten about it and you've forgotten how to hold on to it. So it's just like, it's kind of funny when you look back and you think, oh, <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. It's just a different sort of reality, really. That's the thing with life is usually that happens, but it usually takes so much longer. And yeah. once once this understanding is known, it just, it's it's almost like it speeds it up. It really yeah. does. Like, I mean, you can have a situation where something went wrong and you have a difference with somebody and 20 years later, it's like, you can laugh at it then, as opposed to with this understanding, it's like, oh, within maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's kind of funny, you know, and the yeah. entire way of, of looking at, at things through this concept is just, is yeah. just so interesting. Well, it's, it's res- resilience, isn't it? It. you know it's it's just like we're all naturally resilient and when we've got less thinking on our minds to it you know innocently try and you know we've got thinking on our minds to innocently try and bring ourselves back to well-being that's what gets us lost is you know all of that thinking of you know 
I don't know, how do I repair this relationship? How do I, you know, I don't know, whatever, you know, we all know the drill. Um, but really, like, so, so often that's not, you know, that sort of stuff's not necessary. It's just like, once you feel better, you know, you'll know how to move forward. You know, if you need to apologise, you'll apologise. Or, you know, more often than not, it's probably just most of the stuff is just your imagination, really. You know, it's just, um, it's kind of funny. Yeah, we're very creative <laughs> in our imagination. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I, I was just thinking about what we were talking about earlier. You know, my my journey and, you know, it hasn't always been like a walk in the park for me, you know, and it, you know, it, it can take some time for the insights to sort of to bed in or, you know, the way I see it is like if you imagine like a, a river flowing and on the top of the river, you've got, you know, maybe some debris, some branches or you know just just things and it's kind of noisy on that level I like to think of that as just like that's just our constant flow of thinking what I used to do when I was really suffering was I was constantly and I mean constantly like intercepting the flow I was taking the flow personally and I was like right well what do I do with this thought? What do I do with that thought? How do I leave that thought alone? And getting myself into all sorts of trouble. But I think from learning this understanding, it's kind of like more more and more of the time I'm able just to duck under the water. Wow. Um, and, you know, when, you, when you're under the, the surface of the river, it, you know, it's a lot quieter and you might still notice the thinking, but it's like you, the you is like, you know, it's not in the center anymore. The thinking is just thinking. It's not, it's not something that you need to, you know, it's not something that I'm so identified with. It's just like, it's something that I might come back up to the surface, but then I know, well, I'm just at the surface. So <laughs> it's much more it's peaceful awful. down there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think love that. I love that. Cause like, I'm picturing like just a river flowing with all kinds of branches and leaves and, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's I don't know, we had like a flood here and like the roof of somebody's barn and, you know, like that's a lot of debris. That's a lot going on. But those fish, those fish like right below are like, oh, life's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you, you know, if you think that the noise is something that you need to manage, then, you know, it's, it's literally like trying to manage the flow of a river every second. Hmm. It doesn't stop. And, you know, it's it's just a fact that we think, right, that was my job for a couple of years and it wasn't fun. Yeah, no. How could it be? So you had said that you had had met with uh, a person who was was based in the principles. Um, I guess what I want to know, Chris, is how did you go from that to the part where you wanted to be involved with with the change coaching? Because we've talked to other people and they've talked about how how they've come along that path to that finding. And in many cases, we've talked about how everybody's just an everyday person in many cases that have just found their way to that. So, so what guided you to that path to want to be able to go into the change coaching? I think, you know, I was kind of motivated by how much, and this is just me being honest, like how much I hated my old job. And it's like, well, this is something that seems really cool. I can help people. It will help me. It will bring new opportunities. Everything I wanted really was associated with, you know, branching out in the world and meeting, you know, lots of great people. Although I was terrified, it was kind of a no brainer. It was like, well, I've seen what this is doing for me. So, I, you know, I want to try and make my own, you know, small mark in the world or, you know, so that was that was all really. I mean, that's just beautiful. That really is. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
told you I've learned by osmosis. So far. <laughs> I, I haven't yeah. gone that far. <laughs> Not yet. Not <laughs> the best yet. way to learn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I don't fully hate my job yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right then. <laughs> but I know where you're going with that. I understand that though. But I have to say that I personally did work with Chris and I really found you, Chris, to just listen in such a deep, deep way. Um, so I appreciated that so much. And like, I was going on and on and on <laughs> and I felt like, and you just listened. And then when I was finally done, you're like, well, this is how I see, you know, what you're saying. And I just, I loved that. It's so casual. And so like matter of fact, you know, so could you say more about like your coaching and, and what you want to do with coaching? Yeah, well, it was a, it was a pleasure to, to coach <laughs> you. I think that's probably the single biggest thing I've learned is, I guess I call it like the art of transformational listening. I know for me, from my own experience of getting coached by someone in the principles was that I soon realized that he was listening to me in a way that I'd never been listened to in my life, literally. I was, you know, 27 at the time. It's, it's a real skill to to you know to to work on and to I think for me that like I've I've really learned that when I really listen to someone all of my stuff my thinking it just really quietens down I can I can start to to feel the feeling behind the words of who I'm listening to which is you know obviously it's just born out of connection that you know it's how we connect at, at a deeper level is you know we we're able to, it's kind of like, as you say, Rob, that sort of osmosis, we kind of just know, you know, that that does a lot for people because it kind of brings up new stuff for the client as well, because it, it creates a space where their their own sort of personal thinking tends to settle down and, you know, they'll get fresh ideas and insights about what's helpful in their own life, you know, and as a coach, you know, things will pop to pop up to me and you know in that space you know I'll ask perhaps something that's you know I don't know um really helpful or maybe just like I don't know mind opening in some way or yeah and I I love what you said in your bio too like on Amy Johnson's page like intuitive is such a big thing with that and um yeah it's, it's kind of like um you know it's like talking to you guys here I had no idea what I was going to say it's just <laughs> like you just turn up and it's cool because you kind of get to see like I think Mavis Khan says this it's like I love coaching because I get to hear what what, I, what I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah and it's like it's like that it's like um I don't know what I'm gonna say but it, it's so different in that sense to perhaps you know traditional therapy or other things because you know we I'm coming in kind of as as empty as I can really you know I'm I'm not holding on to any stories of mine or you know the client as best I can and you know it tends to just free things up because we we innocently hold on to the crap at the top of the river really you know really for for all our might because we think if you know if we let go the world's going to fall apart mm. whereas thankfully when we when we let go the system is just designed to return us to well-being it's designed just to give us give us a break so in, in my coaching you know that is what really I'm I'm trying to get people to see is that you you don't have to do anything to to feel better like you, you're you're kind of designed with a 
a built-in life jacket to, you know, if you were drowning, to bring you, you know, to, to air, which, you know, it took me a long time to see that for myself. It really did. It's so simple, but we we have strategies that we've learned over the years. And for me, um, you know, I've, I've always been really competitive and um, I played a lot of sports growing up. And this is something I've only just seen very recently is like, I was kind of like competitive about, you know, how it's kind of hard to explain but like how I can like get myself better or like you know how how can I get myself back to well-being um and it became like um you know it was just so on me it was my job and I had so much thinking about it like that I thought and this is the key is that it's not about the content but what what kind of keeps us locked in it is on some level we believe that it's a good idea and for me I realized that you know, I, I gave myself a lot of self-criticism. That was how it kind of showed up for me. It's like, it sounds funny to say out loud, but it's like the more and more I beat myself up on some level, I think it, it's going to like raise my performance. Like it's going to it's gonna make me better in the future. It's going to make me stronger. It's going to help me compete at a higher level. And that that never really left me. That, that thought pattern never really left me. Mm-hmm. Um, until recently, I realized that that's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> I always said that I was a slow learner because I just wasn't getting it. Like I was like, no, but you know, where's the strategy? Where's the, um, you know, the step program and, and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's what we were used to, you know, with everything, like you can only get better if you, if you work hard and and fight. So, yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You know, and I can see now that I, I genuinely believe that, you know, like really, I really believe that on some level, you know, if I kind of beat myself up internally, I'll, I don't know, I'll somehow, you know, it's kind of like a safety thing. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll be okay sort of thing. Um, But yeah, obviously it doesn't leave you feeling too good. Not at all. I mean, and I just had the thought of, wouldn't it be so nice to somehow get these out in the high schools and more, you know, I know that it is, you know, starting with children yeah. stuff, but, but to go in and be like, oh, guys, you don't have to, you don't have to do this. It's, there's an easier way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Um, you know, I think from what I hear, you know, it's things are, you know, spreading and it is, it is kind of already happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's inevitable that it will continue to happen, um, more and more. So yeah, fingers crossed it, it spreads as, as quickly as it can. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel too. You know, like one per, but see, my thing is one person and one person, you know, we could just keep building on it and just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to say though, thank you for when we did coach together, um, when you coached me, um, you brought up about the train of thought. So we were talking mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, it just feels like my, my thoughts are on a train and you're like, and then after I got done and you're like, train of thought you know you didn't say it like duh (laughs) like but but it was kind of like what I'm telling you I cannot tell you since we've talked which was gosh a couple weeks ago at least um how much of a difference that has made to to just to like you know think of it that way (laughs) yeah well it's always easier to see from someone for someone else isn't it that's the thing yeah exactly. exactly it's like the way I see it is when um you know it's when we have our habitual thinking it's it's so close and personal and or it seems so personal that we just get so used to it that we can't see it 
And it's kind of funny that when you do, you think, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's funny about that is that train of thought we actually brought up when we were talking with Amy Johnson with her book. And that's funny that came up because she had written an entire chapter about train and the trains and whether I should be on this train or not on that train or I'm riding on somebody else's train. And she said, ironically, they took that out of the book. (laughs) So So there you go, Chris, we got it. We, we have a book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think that's, so tell us now, um, what do you do for fun? We're going to start asking that of our guests because I I would love to know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, Well, I don't know. I love to, I guess I just love to laugh in general. Um, I'm a lot, my, my sort of, I was going to say I'm a lot more lighthearted now, but I'd say my, my natural lightheartedness is a lot more available um, now. Um, So yeah, I, you know, I like, I like all sorts of comedies and I've got a bit of a weird sense of humor, which, (laughs) which can come out. (laughs) Um, But I think it's thankfully it's a, it's a good thing. Um, But yeah. Um, all sorts really you know just just normal things like seeing friends and um socializing going going for walks um love animals um yeah I've, you know recently spent a couple of days in london um you know just being back in the city was great after about 18 months of um yeah uh, country life so yeah just you know just normal things um I, i've actually um kind of it's, it's become like a real good um sort of not a test test is the wrong word but like a a gauge to see how I'm doing in life is you know if I realize that I haven't laughed all day it's kind of a good sign that I'm I'm probably in my thinking and I'm swimming around in my psychology um I love that <laughs> I love that. We I just introduced Rob actually to laughter yoga. Did you ever oh, do yeah. that? I've not done it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. And <laughs> and it, <laughs> he's laughing now. Um, but it was just so much fun. Now I do have to ask you because we have <laughs> Rob's gonna be like, what did you ask him this question for? But we have Britbox actually <laughs> here. So what uh, are you watching that is that we have to watch? Because we have weird oh. sense of humor too. <laughs> It's kind of funny at the moment. I've actually been watching The American Office. So oh, that's really that helpful with you. Look what I yeah. have. Oh, wow. You got a Dunderbiff <laughs> thing. Actually, I have a Dunderbiff sweatshirt on right now. The city up the street from us, actually, which is the largest city where we are in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, is Scranton. So that's, oh, wow. where, that's where the American version was based, or so they said it was based. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny because actually, early, I've been watching it today um, and it's so funny because I was thinking to myself, like, is Scranton a real place? It sounds like kind of made up. Yep. But, uh, no, it's real. <laughs> yeah. It's real. Like, and it's if real you come grits. over to visit here, I will take you there. <laughs> and it's funny because yeah. in that show, there's a lot of items you'll see around the room and like the soda machines. Those are with legitimate places at one point. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything. We watched, um, not to interrupt you, but it's I think it's Irish. Um, Mrs. Brown's Boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that's that. our humor. <laughs> yeah, Doc Martin. Yeah, and Doc Martin, we loved. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen Doc Martin, but yeah, I've seen Mrs. Brown Boys, and yeah, that's um, that's good, good fun. <laughs> we find we find relatives in that show. <laughs> so I go, oh, that's like such and such. And yeah, <laughs> very relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of wild, wacky humor. I, uh-huh. I call it. Yeah, inappropriate, but we love it. <laughs> 
yeah. It's kind of the best kind in some ways. Exactly. <laughs> truly, truly. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so funny. I have a sweatshirt on and that's Chris's show that he's watching now. That's too funny. Yeah. There was a reason for it. Yeah. I didn't yeah, even no. see that you were wearing it either. Yeah. <laughs> we love The Office. We we think it's, yeah, that's a great show. Uh, and like, yeah. we relate so well to it. But um, yeah, so tell us about your coaching and how people can get in touch with you and maybe talk The Office. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so if people want to check out my website, it's chrisscottcoaching.org mm-hmm. um, or, you know, and my my email address and details are on the site. It's chris.scott928 at gmail.com. So whatever you're more comfortable with. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone wants to get in touch, um, I'm happy to sort of, you know, chat for free and see if we're a good fit to work together. Um and kind of just go from there, really. Um, you know, a couple of things, I guess, from that I could share about, you know, what I see now about stress is that um, stress kind of shows up for people in different ways. Um, you know, it can show up in terms of, you know, I just feel stressed, or it can show up in terms of anxiety or panic attacks or, you know, depression. If, you know, we've been in a chronically stressed state, you know, that used to happen to me occasionally. I'd just, you know, I'd fall into sort of a low level depression. Um, so it's all kind of, you know, it's just chronic mental stress. It's kind of the system just saying, you know, this isn't, this isn't, you know, it doesn't have to be this hard. You know, you're you kind of just, you know, completely innocently just, just living in the world of your psychology and your thinking. Um, and kind of just trying to to wake us up to the fact that we're we're kind of just believing something that's not true. Mm. Um, so yeah, I love I love the simplicity of that of just like if it doesn't feel good, you're believing something that isn't true. So simple, so simple, yeah. but it, it, it's amazing how it eludes us for so long. Yeah, well, you know, this is something that I used to think as a kid was you know you know I grew up and a lot of the people around me just didn't seem happy and I, I always remember as a kid I just didn't I just thought like what's going on here you know like and I thought like as a in my head I thought like oh as I go out into the world you know it will kind of change but you know it didn't you know it's kind of thinking like well people just seem kind of stressed out and um you know I think sadly most most or a lot of people are sort of living in a chronically stressed state um but you know it, it doesn't it really doesn't have to be that way um it's just that this is something that I kind of write about on my on my website it's kind of like I think we've just got some really like unhelpful beliefs about what an adult is really about we Mm -hmm. you know we've come to believe that it means we can't have fun we can't have you know we can't be joyful we can't mess around we can't you know it's just like the way I see it you know and and you know this is for me you know I can't really talk for anyone else but for me it was I just got so kind of like stuck in the idea of what what an adult was about it was just like you need to be focused on your goals and you know I don't know you need to look after your health by being really hyper vigilant and you know it's just oh no wonder people are stressed out it's just you know it doesn't make sense you know it really doesn't make sense um yeah you know things like you know like I wasn't feeling great earlier today. So I kind of, actually, you know, as we talked about, I was watching The Office. But, you know, I really gave myself permission to say, like, just rest. And, you know, the way I see it is that the more rest and, you know, I'm, I, this is still work in progress for me is the more I let, I give myself time to be okay and really take care of myself, 
I start to trust the fact that I'm okay more and more. And then as that sort of level of okayness rises, you know, it can't help but spill over. And, you know, that's how we naturally help and attract people into our lives and succeed. It's just by, you know, good feelings spilling over. It's it's like it's a beautiful system. You know, if if we learn to look after ourselves, um, you know, and, and to me, that just means as best I can, if if I'm if I'm suffering, you know, kind of just, you know, not not to keep kind of giving my suffering all of my attention as you know, and sometimes it's easier than others. But, you know, I, it's it's just really about for me, it's just about taking care of myself um, and everything else kind of takes care of itself. From there. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Like, I just thought of like how they tell you, put your oxygen mask on first, because how are you going to yeah. help anybody? You know, what are you going to yeah. do? Like, yeah, you're not, you're well, not, that's thing, isn't it? it's like, it's kind of funny because um, I'm, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine like some parents saying, well, of course, I'm going to put, put the mask on my kid first. Like, what kind of parent do you think I am? And, you know, mm. that's, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's well-meaning. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, well, if you don't put yours on, you might you might become unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it's what happens, you know, in our lives if we don't, you know, if we don't um, nourish ourselves, you know, if we don't listen, then you know, we become unconscious, and we're we're not much help to anyone from, right. exactly. <laughs> from that place. And and the thing is, if you you know you found out that you were you know ill this morning, and then you you know you ran through your whole day and still did your normal routine, and how good would you have been now? Like really, you oh know? god, yeah, <laughs> not at well, all. That's the thing that I, I generally used to you know, and you know this is a really normal thing is that when I was feeling slightly under the weather, it was like it's almost like I needed to like work harder to like mm-hmm. I was just I was just really resisting. Like I'm really kind of I was not in tune with the pace of life because I was kind of afraid to just relax. Yeah. You know, yeah. just relax. And if I if I'd have known like all of these years of suffering that all I really needed to do was relax. And if I knew how, you know, and it's 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 obviously all well and good saying, Oh, you just need to relax, but you know, there was a long time where I, I couldn't just relax. Yeah. But yeah. you know, that's what's so wonderful about this understanding is you know it kind of it strips away a lot of the added baggage and you know sort of misbeliefs of what we need to do in terms of you know our thinking and you know everything in the outside world it's just yeah been a game changer for me I love it. This was excellent. Thank you so much, Chris. What do you think? As always. As always. always He's always speechless. Very very informative. (laughs) I know. know. A lot of things came out. Transformative listening. I know. I love that. That's that's an amazing concept. A lot of people listen, but they don't listen. Once you've come up with this understanding, there's more of that deeper listening. Um, There's more of that natural feedback that just comes. Like you said, um, I speak just to hear what I'm going to say. And that's so true. Yeah. And the, the, the cool thing is um, I've been sort of seeing recently is that you can listen to other people, but you can also listen to yourself. Um, and to me, what that means is, and I'm not talking about like when you're with someone, I'm talking about like, you know, when you're just like, I don't know, just chilling out or something. But it's just, there's a place sort of underneath, you know, all of the carnage or the, the mayhem on top of the river. And it's just knowing that like, 
it's it's always there it's always you know it's always available um it can't be lost it's um it's just a, a place of of quiet um and you know dipping dipping into that place is is a wonderful thing and it's a wonderful you know it's a gift that keeps on giving um and yeah that's what that's what I want to to help other people be able to do and to see more more of beautiful what a beautiful gift really it's a beautiful gift not only to the world but also to yourself that that's that's all we can ask for well anything I think we're gonna wrap up and thank you so much for this wonderful conversation and you'll have links at the bottom we will have links at the bottom for all of chris's um yeah all of the good stuff to get in touch with him and yeah i hope you do because i know i did and i absolutely love it so thank you so much chris and we will be we will be talking to you again soon uh, thanks for having me pleasure thank, thank, you. thank you i sure hope you got something out of that uh that interview with chris scott and uh I think at the time he had a cold. I had a little bit of a cold. Um, and I think it was like very late at night for him, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, even, even under those circumstances, <laughs> still came out with some amazing like, things. Yeah, I think it was like one insights. in the morning for him. So, yeah. So thanks, Chris. When you, It's not easy when you're not feeling well and, you know, but he did that. So, um, but make sure you do check out his website. Um, and please, if you need to talk to someone and, and you think Chris would be a great fit, I guarantee that you will enjoy your conversation with him. Every conversation I've had with Chris personally has really been out of this world. He just sees in you what I saw in him in the very beginnings, like I said. And with our podcast, if you like what you hear, give us a, a, a five-star rating. Yeah, um, and also share with your friends. We would absolutely yeah. love that. So we are again at ourimperfectlife at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us. And we're ourimperfectlifepodcast.com where you can sign up for our newsletter. I've been sending out a newsletter every week, so we're keeping in touch with you. You get sneak behind the scenes and access to things that we don't share on our Facebook page or our Instagram page. It's the hobo casual behind the scenes, right? Yeah. We're going to start selling Rob's t-shirts and we'll put hobo not, casual. On. Not his, not his, but his designs, which are Well, you can probably get my designs in any, <laughs> any store, but Anyway, we will let you go for today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. My name is Rob. And I'm Patricia. Thanks for joining us on Our Imperfect Life. Thank you for joining us today. Reach out to us by email at ourimperfectlifepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter at ourimperfectlifepodcast.com. Tune in again next time for Our Imperfect Life.